0: Thank you very much for tuning in to all you listening now. I am your host, Johnny. Back at it again on this really, really crazy week. Of course, I certainly hope you all's week has been good as well. So the first thing I want to get into today is just what has been all over any news station, social media. Reddit clearly or any other news forum site is the rise of one of my used to be favorite places as a kid and certainly a favorite place of my son, GameStop, as well as other stocks is going up as well. But this one in particular, and it's meteoric rise, just in case you missed it or had not heard Um, GameStop was worth about $20 at one point, but a short seller saw that there were a lot of put options with this stock and decided, you know what, I'm going to go buy a ton of call options. And of course, put the trend on Reddit, people on Reddit did the homework, invested into the stock bought a bunch of, put options on it. Then, yes, there's some people who also invested in the stock as well. And now people are just making buku, sick tons of money. Um, of course, this is happening in some other stocks like Bed Bath Meon, AMC, just to name a couple. Could have happened with quite a few today. But a lot of people is calling this the largest transfer of wealth from the rich. To the not so rich. Some people are even calling this a revolution. So here's what I want us to talk about and for us to do as people who are wanting to get to where we can actually retire. Now, again, just to give a disclaimer, as you all know. Um, I am not a financial advisor, nor can I tell you what to do with your money. This is strictly for entertainment purposes and, of course, what I would personally do. All right. Now that that's out of the way, we've talked about a lot in this show about planning for our financial future. And though I do understand that if you're reading any of these things on social media or on Reddit, it is tempting to take that risk and put your money all off in there. And Hey, let's go ahead and retire now. Damn it. Why wait for 10 or 15 or whatever my retirement window looks like to retire? Hell, let's retire right now. (laughs) We get this kind of money, right? I know it's tempting, but here's what I want to caution you. Every single one of these plays, they're risky. Now, yes, a lot of people have made a lot of money, but you can also lose a lot of money. So I certainly wouldn't necessarily recommend for anybody to cash out their 401ks, empty out their savings account, take their emergency fund money, and then go buy this stock. If you happen to have any extra money and you want to, you know, play around with it, okay, you know, feel free to knock yourself out. But what we can't do is do away with our plan that we have set for our retirement in the future to try and get this quick money as it's being called. Now for anybody who knows, you know, I like to be a little transparent. So do I own GameStop? I do not. I did own it when it was $6. I sold out of it at $20. So I missed out on a ton of money. (laughs) I also, um, I do own AMC. I did buy that. Made a little bit of change from it, but that's neither here nor there. Again, if you happen to have any extra money and you want to do it, feel free to knock yourself out. Of course, if not, and you have a strict budget and you need to stay the course, it is much, much better to do that than to try and get rich quick. But it is fascinating, though. I will tell you that much. I mean, some people are saying GameStop may go to $1,000. Um, hey, who knows? I mean, it might. Hell, it could go. It could go back down to $20 or whatever that before it started to shoot through the moon. Who knows? But It is fascinating to watch. It has been quite entertaining. I tell you what, this has been more entertaining than any sports thing that I've seen or anything on TV for that matter. This has just been fascinating. Then, of course, you have people, you know, going on different talk shows, TV shows, talking about it. And I think they know now that the retail investors, as they I think they call this. Well, we have a little bit of smarts about us and we know a little bit about this game. Yes, we may not have as much money as the big hedge fund guys, and we may have not been doing it as long, but they hear us. I mean, that's why they stopped the trading of it on several different platforms like TD Ameritrade. Well, you couldn't even buy or trade the stock anymore. Or get any options or anything like that. So they hear us, but hey, you know, like we talked about earlier, please do not take away from what you're doing from a financial standpoint to do this. This is extremely risky. All right, let me switch to this. So as we know, both championship games happened last week and that damn Tom Brady. So I think at this point, we all know Tom Brady's the GOAT, right? I mean, he has won six Super Bowls and is now with this latest win going to his 10th, 10th Super Bowl. Now, I know there were some people prior to this that didn't have him as a GOAT due to many circumstances or so-called qualifiers. For the record, um, I was not one of those people. Um, I had him as the goat after he won his fifth ring because to me, if Montana was a goat and he was four and zero, and Brady got the five, kind of makes him a goat, right? Since I think that's how people measure goats. Nevertheless, at this point, I think anyone who still has doubts and said he isn't a goat is just trying to not be right, or they're just trying to argue for the sake of arguing. When we look, when we dive into His stats, he's number one in touchdowns. He's second in yards and fourth quarter comebacks. He has the most Super Bowl appearances of any quarterback and wins. You know, it actually got me to thinking after seeing this happen. It got me thinking about what other things should be indisputable, none debatable anymore in life. And I came up with a list of things that I think we could all agree upon and shouldn't be debatable and I think you all agree on my list. So let's go to the first thing I have, and this is in no particular order. First thing I want to bring up is that the earth is not flat. It just simply isn't. If you think the earth is flat, one, you could look up and it looks like we're in a sphere, right? So There's that. And then on top of that, outside of the many satellite images and other things that we have currently that can clearly show us the Earth is not flat, I think we should all agree that it is not. If you think it is, then you're simply, again, trying for the sake of trying to not be right. The second thing that comes to mind is the Confederate leaders in the Civil War were war criminals, They're not American patriots. Here's what I mean by that for anybody who might be confused. You can't be an American patriot if you concede from the union, making you not an American. Right. Because if you concede from something, you're basically saying I'm not a part of you all. And then you re- call yourself the Confederate States and then go to war with the very country you left and then lose. And by doing that, it makes you a war criminal. You're not an American patriot. And I know, I know there's some people whose ancestors were on the wrong side of history with that. So, of course, because of that, you want to honor your ancestors. And if you want to do that, you knock yourself out. But just just know they're war criminals. They're not American patriots. Next thing, there really, really has to stop being double standards for men and women. Here's what I mean by that. Give me an example. So when I was growing up, you know, if a man was getting with a bunch of women, that man was considered a pimp, right? It was cool. It was the thing to do. I mean, he was the man, right? And then if a woman did it, well, she was all kind of derogatory term, you know, hoes and you, y'all know the list of things that women would call back then for doing the exact same act. Well, those kind of hypocritical things should not be happening because now if you do it as a man, you are a hoe. You just are. There's other double standards that men and women have. Like for example, and I think we're starting to break it. Like, women can't lead and can't be CEOs of companies and things of that nature. And I know we know that is starting to turn. So those type of double standards really, really, really have to stop. There's others, and that list is so long I'll be here all night. But that's not a thing. I don't think anybody should dispute anymore that double standards for men and women should not exist. Next thing, the coronavirus is real because. When this all started, you know, a bunch of people was calling it a hoax. But I think now after 2,149,000 world- deaths, deaths, by the way, in the world, and then over 421,000 deaths here in the U.S. alone, I think we can go out on the limb and say that the coronavirus is very real and that it is not a hoax. Anybody at this point who believes the coronavirus is a hoax or that they are. And yes, I'm about to turn some nerves. But anybody who thinks that they are shielded by the blood of the lamb and they don't have to actually do it because the Lord is going to protect me from the virus is simply, again, trying to be wrong for the sake of being wrong. The virus is real. Wear a mask. And social distance, please. Next thing that I think we can all agree on that again is the undeniable fact that panic buying was not needed when the pandemic started. So I'm sure y'all can think back to when this all started the shutdowns were being called in, everybody and their grandmothers mother was buying all kind of toilet tissue and sanitizer and hoarding all of that stuff. Like it was going out of style because they thought the world was going to fucking end. And lo and behold, here we are in 2021 and what kind of one of the need for all that toilet tissue was it? So I think we all now can certainly agree that panic buying is not needed at really any point in life. The next thing, and this is near and dear to my heart right here, well-done steaks are gross. Who in the hell in their right mind is eating a well-done steak? I mean, please, who's doing that? It's gross. Everybody knows that a medium, rare, or rare steak is the best. Anything past that is completely nasty while you eating steak, go eat chicken. It's an undisputable fact near and dear to my heart. Stop eating well done steaks. The next thing undisputable that no one can deny anymore is that wearing white after labor day is okay. I know some of y'all have heard about this for years, right? Don't wear white after labor day. This was a simply dumb tradition that was built by some yahoos who created this unwritten rule about how doing that would separate old money elitists from new money groups. Whoever came up with this, shame on you. So I think at this point we can all know we can wait right after Labor Day. I've done it many times. Well, you white. Don't put it up. Next thing. Undisputable fact is that having to wait to 65 to retire is total bullshit. We've all been told, at least in the US, I think that's actually in many countries in the world, but we've been told, hey, look, to retire, you're going to have to retire at 65 and you're going to have to work until then. And hopefully, if you would have saved enough money until then, you can actually retire. Well, Come to find out, actually, when a lot of study that's been done, if you, I don't know, live below your means, save accordingly, don't do a lot of, again, panic or illogically just crazy spending, that you can actually, depending on what style of life you want to live, once you retire, you could actually retire relatively whenever you really want to, depending on how soon you start this. There's a group called the FIRE group, if you haven't heard of them, go look them up, where a lot of people on there, now granted, some of them take it to the extreme, but they save anywhere between 60, 70, 80% of their income, so that way they can retire at a very, very young age, or at least in a quick amount of time. Now I am not doing anything near that crazy. I am saving a good portion of my income because yes, I am one of those people who am, I will not be working until I'm 65. I plan to retire in the next 10 years. And yes, that's requiring me to save a substantial part of my income, but that's okay because it's what I want to do. So that myth of having to retire until you're 65, not true. I think we know that's a fact now. Last but certainly not least on this list of undisputable facts would be, and I don't want to hear Anybody argue about this ever again? I I promise you, if I'm on social media and I see this, I will call anybody out. Everybody say this with me: Jerry Rice is the greatest wide receiver of all times. Not Randy Moss. Not T.O. Not anybody else you want to conjure up a name. Jerry Rice holds every statistical category for a receiver that can be held and in some cases is not even close. People now want to come up with these qualifiers like, whoa, Randy Moss was more talented. Chad, you know, Calvin Johnson was more talented. T.O. was more talented. So that has to make him better. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't because if they were better. They would have better numbers, but they didn't. And oh, oh wait, before somebody gives me, well, he played with Joe Montana, And he also played with Steve Young. Well, when he went to Oakland, he was still balling. He was still putting up 1,000-yard receiving season and damn near 100 catches. Now, yes, somebody's going to come in here and say, well, he had Rich Gannon. Rich Gannon, before he actually went to Oakland, was not that good of a quarterback. He's not even in the Hall of Fame, never going to get into the Hall of Fame. He was just actually really good. I mean, yeah, he won one MVP, but, you know, Whatever. One MVP, Gustine wrote in the Super Bowl because again, Rich Gannon was just a okay quarterback. So, again, say it with me Jerry Rice, greatest wide receiver ever. It is indisputable. Please not bring up anybody else because it's not even close. All right, let's switch to this. So, it's been a week. Since the inauguration and President Biden took office and you already have some people pointing out how either A, he's done a great job or B, he's been a disaster, which I find actually interesting on both. I mean, it's only been a week. How do we know if he's great or if he's a disaster? And, you know, people giving their opinions on it. So I decided what the hey, I'll give my assessment on President Biden, I don't think, again, I don't have a he's been good or great. I'll give you three. I'll give you three things that I liked or I didn't like about what he's doing. And then we'll go from there. So the first thing that I like is how he for the minute he took office, he's taken action quickly. Through executive orders, doing this, I really, really, actually appreciate him. You know, first day in office, deciding, you know, what I'm gonna go in and get some things done. I'm gonna reverse some things that should have been reversed. Like, for example, regardless of what your religious or what your beliefs are, he reversed the ban on transgender people being able to join a military look if you're an american citizen you want to join the military i don't care what your beliefs are you should be able to do that of course raising the minimum wage lifting the travel bans um to certain muslim countries he signed executives for that and several others um he signed a total at least yesterday of 33 i think he may be up to 35 now but i like The fact that he took initiative, hey, hit the ground running and started taking action. I really like that about what he's done in his first week. Now to the thing that I don't like is how sometimes he hasn't taken questions after giving a press conference. Now, again, I know that, yes, a lot of presidents have done this, but I don't like that fact, especially with it, again, being his first week. And I also read this interesting article and I don't like how doing... Certain, of course, press briefings, he pre-selects reporters that can ask him questions. Now, I know somebody, I think I saw somebody point out that this was something that other presidents have done. But I think that if he wants to be different, he should be a little more He should be a little more willing to be transparent. So that way, you know, he can get asked fair questions by any reporter who's there. And also to get those questions from any reporter, regardless of what news outlet they come from, because pre selecting to me kind of sets it up to where he can avoid certain questions or he can avoid certain scrutiny from questions. And I don't like that. Um, We got on to Trump about his. Thing with the media, I think we also need to hold Joe Biden accountable to make sure that he actually is transparent and up front. The now there is one other thing that I like, and I actually think this is actually pretty huge. I do like a lot of his cabinet picks. I really do. Um, I think Janet Yellen was a fantastic pick um for Treasury Secretary. I really like that. Um, I like a lot of the other ones out of the 15 that he Could have selected for his branch. Seven of those went to minorities, which I know some people, you know, wanted it to be more, wanted it to be over half of his cabinet. But I do like the fact that, you know, he there's a good number of minorities off in there um, in the cabinet and I just simply like a lot of those picks. So I will certainly give President Biden kudos on that in his first week. So just been a week. We'll see how he actually does in office. Going to give him a chance, just like I gave President Trump when he got into office and President Obama and President Bush and Clinton and so on and so forth. Um, I'm going to give him a chance to see how he does. And then, you know, hey, maybe after 90 days, you know, actually not even after 90 days, because that's still too soon, in my opinion. Maybe after six months, six to eight months, then maybe, you know, I'll look back and actually start to judge him and his job of how he's doing. All right. Well, thank you very much for tuning in today. Remember, if you enjoy the show and you like the content, please go to my Facebook page and give me a like, leave me a comment. My Facebook page is R Y L now. That's the word R spelled out. Y L now on Facebook. Again, you can listen to me anywhere podcasts are being played and I will talk to you all later. Peace.